1: The Who's Driving Your Car, Episode 84? Oh, Quattro. Crack. We're cracking, we're packing, we're lacking in here. We got CC back with us this week. We're pretty excited about that. And hey go- man, baby. I'm glad to be back. Ooh. Member of the crew.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> we have a new member of the crew. This this guy walked in. I didn't recognize him. I was like, who's who took Steve? <laughs>
2: who took Steve?
0: So what happened, Steve?
2: Well, you know, this is my summertime look. I've been trying to get a haircut and shave for uh, a like few two w- months. A mm-hmm. few weeks now. Anyway, nothing's worked out. And finally, I just had enough. So Sunday, we was taking the two uh, younger boys, Matthew and Elijah, to go get haircuts. So I said, I'm just sliding in there, too, and I'm going to cut it off. So cut uh, a few pounds off my head. and And your face. Yes. Well, that was the first move So we walk in the door And my uh, 15-year-old Andrew goes
1: Oh my God
2: You look terrible <laughs> <laughs> He didn't want me to cut my hair So then, uh, you know, later that night I go and I end up shaving my face Cut my beard off and You did
1: it by yourself I'm surprised you didn't get the straight edge
2: Well, I tried But uh, oh. I told you about that That didn't work out um, oh. So after
1: I shaved He did Oh my God, it's even worse <laughs> <laughs>
2: But you know, there are some good things uh, that happen as a result of that. So the kids, the younger kids weren't nearly as shocked because they were there with me getting the haircut. So we went through that process together. And then once I shave my beard, you know, it's not as prickly. So they like rubbing their face on it, Aww. rubbing their hands on my face. So it's a whole lot of extra loving that I get from the younger boys. So it's great. I mean, it's worth it. So. Yeah. Anyway, take a little break. See what I look like every now and then during the summertime. So. That's awesome.
1: We the listeners going to need to take a look at some pictures. We'll get some pictures out there, John. He literally is unrecognizable. I still remember the first time you did this showed up, or one of the first times showed up at my house, and I was like, "Dang, what the heck?"
2: Yeah. So now I'm back into the uh let it grow, let it grow. <laughs> John looks
1: for like for a he's year, baby. <laughs> so one
0: year grow out starts
1: today. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. uh, seven years younger too, somewhere in that. Yeah, in that I usually
2: get about fifteen years younger, but it. Um couple patients so far said ten, so there you go. Don't know.
1: same five to seven. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, the topic today is gonna be um all parts making up one body. This is brought to you by CC. Um CC's been kinda wanting to talk about this one for a little bit and I think it's a great topic. We will talk about um, you know, how all parts of the body uh, can work in unison together, rely on on others in tough times. Teamwork, uh, the value of sharing with others. So I think it's going to be a pretty good topic, um, really all encompassing on several things. Maybe a little biblical action coming at you too. But before we hop in, we're going to cruise over to the good old Would You Rather, and I'm going to take it this week.
2: What? You're going to take the Would You Rather? The this is kind is, of a yes. not, well. The question should be, <laughs> who gave you the Would You Rather? That's that's we got to find that out first. <laughs> Give some credit where it's due. We know that. Uh, you know, the ones that have been in the past have been given to you. So,
1: well, come, it was come. given to me by someone, but I don't know that they want to be mentioned by name. Come
2: clean with it. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so we're gonna stick with it was given to me by somebody, though. Boy or girl? A lady.
2: Oh, a lady! <laughs> I like the sound of this.
1: <laughs> we we're, we're gonna leave it at that. And it's actually pretty good. Would you rather? There was a couple options to choose from, and I went through that went with this. I still don't know which one I'm gonna go with, but it is. Would you rather be married to someone that only ate with their feet or only drank things through their nose?
2: Ate with their feet or drank through their nose. You know, um, that's interesting. That would be some uncomfortable (laughs) eating both both ways around. Uh, That'd be a mess. I mean, it'd be a mess. One way or the other. I mean, do they have normal gag reflexes? Would they be able to get this in, or would this just be a struggle for life and death every time they start eating, aspirating, all that? You know? there's hope for life and death. Like, yeah, I mean, you start drinking through your nose, it's going to be a problem. <laughs>
0: yeah, does this assume that you can do it without any kind of repercussions? I think so. We'll, okay. we'll go with that. Okay. Okay. Your
1: job went way deep there. Well, you know, it just it just
2: what's going to happen. I can hear my wife. You know, um, you know, she does speech therapy and she does swallow studies and all that. She'd be like, "This is, this couldn't happen." Yeah. <laughs> so That's she'd right. probably be like, "That's a ridiculous." One. So if they could do that um, and drink without having any, you know, aspirating things like that, I guess I would go with the drinking through your nose without. Oh. Um, the food would be a pretty neat deal, but I mean, it gets to be messy if you went off to dinner.
1: Pretty flexible to do that too, man.
2: Get be pretty flexible. Yeah. So that could be a plus, but mm. I, I would go with the nose drinking. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Cece?
0: Yeah. I thought about that. I actually saw a documentary on this lady one time. She had no <laughs> arms, but she Correct. used her feet to like sign checks and eat. It was wow. pretty, it was pretty wild. Like that you watch it, wild. like the coordination was as good as you could do with your own hands. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably go with the through the nose. You could sort of, like, be a little more incognito. Like, when you go to drink, you just put it under your nose and turn it up and take a nice sniff. <laughs> you know, it goes down. Nobody saw your lip or your nose. Uh, unless you use, use a straw. You could close one side and kind of, like, snort it up, I guess. It'd be kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I guess that would be less, um... It would be easier to kind of get through life because you you might be in a situation where it's just hard to you know you gotta take your shoes
1: off, take your socks off. <laughs> it is. Imagine you're in a restaurant or something. Yeah.
0: Like, well, you know,
2: I've saw some things on people who you know didn't have arms either, and I mean, they had people playing guitars and doing mm-hmm. all kind of Crazy stuff. It was stuff. amazing. It was amazing. So yeah. you know, they could probably eat better than uh, my 15 year old does uh, with forks and spoons too. So <laughs> I don't know. It could be. It might be a little easier than what we're thinking. With some practice. With some practice.
1: How about you, hot dog? Um, I don't know. I don't really like either one of them, to be 100% honest. With you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I thought when I thought this I said, Man, I don't like either one of these. Uh, I feel like because I have a weak stomach, dude, I would struggle trying to drink something through my nose. I just have a feeling that that would be a problem. Um, the eating would be quite a display everywhere I went to try to eat. Well,
2: it's a display already, buddy, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I already do make a mess as it is I would take the feet purely, be- purely because of that I think it would just be easier on my stomach because I have such a weak stomach but at the same time on with CC it would be so much easier just to drink out of my nose that people wouldn't even know like theoretically um, but then what if you didn't have a straw I don't know gets into a whole thing there
2: you could plan ahead
1: you could you'd have to carry a straw with you everywhere you went like if you're hiking or something get you a golden
2: straw you know self-cleaning i don't know
1: i'm gonna go with the feet put in your pocket i'm gonna go with the feet <laughs> out of it but i did think it was a pretty good would you rather yes i wouldn't come up with something that good on my own probably um
2: so no credit
1: credit was given i think it was the credit that they would want oh okay. <laughs> i'm looking forward to finding out who this is <laughs> oh lordy okay let's cruise our way into the topic i think a good place to start here is with cc just throw it to him. What you think, John?
2: Yeah, I think we ought to throw it to him. He's coming know, out any th- hot on this
1: like two weeks ago. Today, yeah, I know. Whenever oh uh,
2: CC comes up with an idea and he seems excited, like we had on this one, we're we're we just get out of the way and we're like, <laughs> all right, CC, let's see some of that CC magic.
0: <laughs> all right, guys so this topic came to me actually it was really started from a bible verse mm-hmm. and i guess it'd be appropriate to read that verse yeah to kind of put it. it in context uh 1 corinthians chapter 12 verse 12 through 27 this is the full thing and i'm going to read it but just kind of listen to the words and it's uh it's kind of intriguing i'm gonna read the whole thing go for it. um for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body though many are one body so it is with christ for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body jews or greeks Slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. So just getting started, you know, everybody has a different background, especially in this day and time and all this uh, division. It's just interesting that God's reminding everybody, hey, we all come from one, one body, one spirit. And, you know, when you try to contemplate the importance of that, you got to keep reading the Bible verse. It says, For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less uh, a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? And if the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the organs in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a given organ, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body which seem to be the weaker are indispensable, and in those parts of the body which we think less honorable, we invest with the greater honor, and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so adjusted the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior part, that there may be no discord in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another." If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. So, I mean, golly, when you think about it, um, we obviously appreciate our many body parts because we wouldn't function if we didn't. And, you know, obviously we talk about missing your arms and you had to use hands. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, we all need these things. And so my thought process on this uh, subject was maybe we could talk about how important it is to rely on the many parts of our uh, body of Christ, each other and, how we've carried each other along and and how it helps make this journey whole and complete, and then maybe some of the consequences of not doing that, and, and just in our own lives and different scenarios we could use to relate to that subject.
1: Yeah, I really love the topic. Um, I like to say a lot, um, you know, we're all we're all made of and come through Christ. Anytime we see, you know, somebody in our life, uh, I feel like uh, we're looking into Christ, and I think that that's really hit on pretty early on in that uh, Bible verse. So I think it's going to be a great topic, man. What do you think, John? DeBord?
2: No, I agree, and I think um, that's one of the things that um, has diminished uh, or maybe just a little bit lower on, on the end uh, in this time frame where, you know, if we were— more focused on, uh, visualizing and seeing Christ and other people, we'd probably treat each other a little differently. So, um, you know, it takes all of us, um, around to make this society go around, uh, from, you know, people who work at the grocery store, people who, um, you know, pick up the trash, people who see patients, you know, it takes everybody in this collectively together to make what we have um, here in the United States, here in Lake Charles, Louisiana, to function on a daily basis. So uh, everybody's important. Everybody's unique. Everybody has uh, different talents um, that hopefully they are working on improving and expressing those.
1: Yeah, I agree, especially with the, with the talents. I do believe we all have different talents. Um, again, one of my col- personal quandaries in life, trying to figure out exactly what those are and how to use them. Uh, but I think you're right, John, if we did look at the lens through that um you know we're all made of and come through christ um all have a a reason for being here and i do think it's pretty pretty neat when you you can look at a big big picture and then just a little picture within like your own families everybody's got a um uh, a purpose a reason all working together as one which is pretty neat uh that makes the world go round even when we have our own failings in life allowing someone to pick us up uh when needed or be the person picking someone else up, learning from other people. Um, I don't know why it's still still bugging me a little bit here. Still in my, my mind, our, our good old friend Tug uh, left it with us in the Highlands. And, uh, yeah, I think we've talked about Tug in the past. <clears throat> I, yeah, um, probably have on the, on the pod to some degree, but a, a fellow uh, that ran a restaurant up there that we John Greenpaw and I met um, died in his sleep uh, about a week and a half ago, and it's kind of crazy, like he didn't he, – didn't really realize it but the impact i didn't even really realize at the time that he had on my life but there's a purpose for all and that's a, a, another good good example of that human spirit human connection kind of working as one it's interesting when you look at like your life as you grew up you know
0: all the people that impacted you and changed your life in some way so whether it's your family your parent uh coaches you know where are you at in your career your spirituality chances are you didn't do it alone there was a person who nudged you this way, left or right, maybe gave you that little um, bit of confidence to overcome a challenge, and it's kind of wild when you think about it. Um, all those influences and people you interact with that may really made your life what it is, because if you were living on this earth by yourself, you wouldn't have had any of those memories, any of those experiences, any of those influences, and so it would have strictly just been you going through life through trial and error, and you know, I think it would have been a lot different outcome.
2: Yeah, you know, it would have been like hot dog going on his uh, trip to South Dakota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Um, South Dakota by himself, you know, he (laughs) took a solo trip, Uh, he did have a pleasurable time, but it was something that he felt like, uh, you know, overall would have been a more pleasurable experience had he been able to share that, you know, with one of us or another friend or significant other, that kind of thing, you know, I think they're you can also you can always enhance your life uh, sharing it with other people, sharing those experiences. But, um, you know, like I keep telling him, you know, if that's not where you are in your life right now, just keep living until it is.
1: Yeah, and um, I think that's true. The South Dakota trip was something I'm going to share. I love to share with people, experience with people. And I did. I got to with a bunch of people I didn't know. <laughs> 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 Asking the randoms, like, from somewhere in South America, hey, can you take my picture? Um and so that was neat in and of its own way, but it's also kind of cool when you can look back on memories for myself and to be able to share in them. But it is on the flip of that; it was a good experience for me that John was a supporter of, um, still probably is. Oh yeah, that get um, out there. <laughs> I got to share with other people, people I didn't know, meet people again of the same spirit of the same, same uh, Christ here, and I, th- I think that that had a lot of pluses to it. But it was also weird. Within a couple of days, I was like, I'm ready to get home, uh, which is kind of not normal for me if i had somebody along the way but also what makes you appreciate those in your lives a little bit more
2: so what do you think it was that made you want to um you know abandon your trip and come home early
1: yeah i did i came home a day early actually on the Uh, trip um i really think when you're standing in front of good old mount rushmore yeah see four guys together
2: (laughs) (laughs) They just made him lonesome. He's Mount Rushmore,
1: those, those, funny. <laughs> those guys oh, standing
2: there, they're like, at least they have each other.
1: <laughs> I'm yeah. here by
2: myself, that's it, I'm getting out of here.
1: Yeah, I'm looking up there and I'm like, we have nobody to talk about this or share it with, uh, which I really am and hard to share. At times I am a, a good to be rocking on my own, and one of the things I did right on my little page here, we're not really on our own, even in those type of experiences, we got the Lord with us, and mm-hmm. I did, I think I called both of y'all, I know I was calling John a couple of times to sharing that but it's still a little different but that's probably what made me be like man i just really want to have someone along it's different traveling for business or something like that for me personally but um that was probably the main reason john you have a lot of experience in the rolling out there on your own and i think it's it's more your personality to one of those talents you have in life to kind of remind me of tug you can make friends with anybody man
2: no uh travel alone which i'd going to seminars and stuff like that. So some of it was work-related, um, you know, travel necessity, but um, that never bothered me going by myself. Um, you know, I, most of my friends were already married at a point in time where I was still like you are now, where I was mm-hmm. still so able to. John was
1: um, putting my life as this wonderful beacon of light <laughs> example.
2: Uh, <laughs> able to run around and do more of the things, uh, you know, without any restrictions, <laughs> without any other responsibilities at home. So for me, I just, I enjoy, um, those new interactions, you know, there may, there, you know, always new people that you can meet, um, and you never know, you know, what, what they may need, what you may bring to their life during that, uh, episode. I tend to joke around and, um, you know, play a lot. So, um, you know, hopefully I brought a bunch of joy to a bunch of people's life all over the world. So Uh, I, it's something I enjoy doing and I would certainly do it again if, if the, um, if my situation were a little different, but I have some responsibilities with some little ones <laughs> and they're
0: growing
1: <laughs> and a wife. Shout out Wallace.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wallace. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'm more of an introvert too. So I like, I, you know, I'm okay getting away alone and I think it's good for your soul and spirit to kind of look, and, and it's a good time to reflect on life. Um, and I think in the grand scheme of life though, you know, the, the biggest joys come from sharing with others, uh, you know, I think celebrations are, are always more fun with a group. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, think about it. You can't have a hug or a kiss if you're not with somebody else, right? Mm. You know, it's somebody to kind of embrace. Yeah, because you could hug yourself or kiss the mirror. <laughs> but, you know, you know, and it's interesting. You think about that person needs love and connection, and you need love and connection. And so the beauty of that whole thing called love really only exists when more than one person's there and they're together. And so... Um, I don't know. It's just kind of cool. And that's just one example, but it's, you know, a lot of times we, I was reflecting on a program me and April did called Living Your Strengths, Mm -hmm. that book you Mm -hmm. do. And there's these attributes, I don't know if it's 20 or 24 like gifts or whatever. And they basically, you take the course, you do the test, it gives you your top five. And the idea is to not necessarily harp on what you're not, but to really embrace what you are. But what's really cool about it is you meet all these different people with these different sets of gifts. And when you learn about them, you realize, wow, that person's like really good at this thing. And it's fun because a lot of times if you're on a team or at work, if you can find out what these people's gifts are, it just makes your life so much easier because you're not sitting there struggling, trying to be the thing you're not. And you can let them shine and let them be happy doing what they want. And as a team, if everybody brings their talents together, you know, I might be good at one task and somebody else is good at another task and everybody's moving the, you know, the boat rises, but only together. And mm-hmm. it, I think that's kind of cool. And I know y'all pick on me something about Tony Robbins. He's a great guy. Um, <laughs> but you think about it, people, you know, Tony's a coach. That's all he is. He just helps you see a part of yourself that you can't see and helps you kind of reflect on, you know, what are your goals and dreams and, and what's holding you back? And a lot of times it's these life experiences that didn't go the way you wanted. And he is just a person, a coach that can get you to that next level i don't think anybody you know is in the nfl or nba by just waking up and praying i want to be in the nba and not doing anything about it they needed coaches they needed trainers they needed a support system to get them there and it takes a certain amount of personal uh commitment and and fortitude to get there but um i don't think anything is worthwhile accomplished without others um so that's something to kind of contemplate even this podcast you know hopefully it's touching and helping some folks and you know, we share with each other. We help each other, and um, the whole thing is about just sharing our gifts with others and hopefully making their life better.
1: I completely agree, CC, and that that brings me. Greg to, loves Tony, and Greg um, has also put John and I onto four hour work week book here john's trailblazing ahead of me a little bit but i feel like i'm vastly approaching
2: yeah i think you're catching up
1: um and there's a quote in there i actually happened to read last night and it says it's far more lucrative and fun to leverage your own strengths instead of attempting to fix all the chinks in your armor and i think that's kind of a little bit what made me think when you were just talking about the living your strengths situation and i'm a believer in that like know your role in life stick to to what you know there's no sense in reinventing the wheel on something you're not maybe good at um, and I think that's the neat thing in life. I personally, when you look at this podcast, really knew I wanted to get this podcast going and was pretty happy to talk about some life. But, CC I needed your talent. That's and, true. That was <laughs> overwhelming. <laughs> and, John, I needed your humor. So, <laughs> I, I knew I couldn't do this on my own. Um, I mean, I could have probably wouldn't have been near as cool, fun, uh, probably as good of a product. Not saying we're amazing or anything, but well, it, it's, yeah, not bad. Um, it'd have been good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but to get that out there um I did and, and I knew I wasn't going to just all of a sudden become funny so I needed somebody like John and Craig and the wonderful wisdom that you bring to the table so I'm a believer in that that mentality of look um, God did give us all different talents um, uses in life and it's it's good to, to sometimes not necessarily try to try to put it all on your shoulders and, and use somebody else to to get where you're trying to go and use those talents and strengths
2: no, I agree. And, you know, to go back to what CC was saying, you know, if if you can figure out or isolate, you know, there's different testing things that you can do to figure out people's strengths. I think that goes a long way into, um, you know, as an employer or having a relationship with people, how they communicate uh, is very important. Um, mm-hmm. You know, understanding one another better, I think, is helpful as far as communication and better overall
0: relationships. So I think that's a good point. And y'all both make good points about not being afraid to ask for help or ask for somebody that you might identify a gift in them or talent in them and i i, I said this before the podcast And if you were hanging off of a cliff you know what's going to be more effective trying to pull yourself up if you're tired or weak or reaching your hand out for someone who's right there to help you i mean and in life it might not be a physical death we're facing but it could be in a spiritual death or an emotional death something that you're trying to avoid and if you just sit there and hang on by yourself you know, it's not going to end well, but there's somebody there who's going to have the help, the hand to get you through that emotional time. I know I've relied on um, you guys in emotional times, uh, my friends and family, spiritually. We have priests and pastors and spiritual leaders, many of whom have been on this podcast. And, you know, that's what it's all about because there's always a time in our life, whether it's at work, in our relationships, in our spirituality, I think we need help. And whether it's a, a good friend, whether it's a Tony Robbins, whether it's a podcast, there's somebody who's got answers and just don't be afraid to put your hand out um, and ask for those and look for them because, man, you get through that problem. There's always a solution. If somebody's done it. Somebody's been there. I agree, bro. And uh, I mean, I'm, I've been guilty of not always asking, trying to pull the load myself. And I can tell you it always ends in a lot of anxiety and stress and, uh, you know, just kind of surrender yourself to that. I think it's really awesome.
1: I uh, definitely agree. And I think toggling too over to the bringing people on to help whatnot, it it brings me up to the podcast that we had before this with our good buddy, Chris Norton here, um, who hopped on. And I think he, he really talked a lot on there with us, John, about, um, you know, the support systems that he had to help him out, um, and things. And I think it's also pretty cool how the mind can work in conjunction with the body, especially in his case, he had a lot of mental fortitude and a positive outlook, half glass full, to get through a lot of that stuff. What do y'all think about the the how the mind can work in conjunction with the body?
2: No, absolutely. I mean, you need that communication. The brain needs to talk to the body parts and tell it what to do. Uh, you know, he was a great a great example of, you know, overcoming the odds, you know, after his injury. Basically, all the providers were saying, you know, you're not going to be able to do this. You know, this is just get used to your situation. Um, and it was something that through his hard work, his, you know, diligent, never ending, um, uh, efforts, you know, he was able, able to overcome tremendous, um, uh, odds and adversity to mm-hmm. be where he is today. And, you know, as a motivational speaker, um, you know, does podcasts with us, um, and all kind of interviews is just a really neat experience.
0: Yeah. I think the mind is like any muscle, you know, you have to use it and work it over time. <clears throat> so if there's a, an area that you're struggling with mentally, and or something you're trying to accomplish, um, just having committed uh, dedication to trying to overcome that, it just takes repetitive times. Even if you don't see the answers, you know, a lot of times as kids, and I may have mentioned this before, you know, when you're three, four years old, you're trying to not, you know, you don't want your child to hurt themselves. So you're saying, no, don't do that, don't do that. No, no, you can't, no, you can't do that, don't do that. Well, they're just, as a kid, you're just in this sort of fairy tale land, but subconsciously, they're being told, no, 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 you can't. And that's the dichotomy. Mm-hmm. You want to protect them, but on the flip side, they see that as, well, I can't. And sometimes if, you know, if they tend to be a little, if they've parents have come down a little harder on them, uh, of course, out of good intent, it can sometimes result in you sort of having this um, this insecurity that you can't do something or you can't accomplish it. Or maybe you went through a traumatic thing in your childhood with abuse or family situation, and it just kind of, in that impressionable time in your life, it created a scar that kind of followed you throughout your whole life. And all of those things could be overcome with the exercise of finding the person to help you and are finding the system and then flexing that muscle, you know, whatever, if it's one baby step, keep doing it every day. And I think you change. I think you change over time. I think everything kind of can, can work itself out with the right, with the right help.
1: Man, that was beautifully said. CC, a good way to wrap up this uh, awesome topic that you came up with. I really think it's a, it's a good deep thought topic for the pod. Um, but before we shut it down here, we're going to flip it over to for Johnny Boy on uh, what made you hit the gas, what made you pump the brakes. What you going with here this week, Johnny Boy?
2: Well, guys, as you all know, we're coming into the uh, lightning round here at the end. Got about four to six weeks left. Home stretch, baby. Home stretch, home fries. I don't know. Home slice?
1: <laughs> home fry, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> coming in before the uh, new little boy or little girl arrives in my house so you know we're just doing some things putting together the baby bed kind of getting out the new baby clothes maximizing
1: kinda, space at westwood we're nice. maximizing
2: <laughs> space at westwood while keeping an eye out and we have some other other opportunities to jump so we're just uh doing a little bit of both you know hitting the brakes in and, and uh, You know, taking extra time to go and have lunch with my wife or have dinner with my wife a a few more times before we have somebody else in the house that uh, needs our attention uh, and needs our uh, care and guidance. So, we're just taking this little extra, you know, last few weeks to just settle in and get ready for more poop action coming. Uh, (laughs) Oh yeah, boy or girl. Still don't know. Still don't know. I'm hoping I can make it all the way to the Surprised delivery again. The yeah,
1: hopefully. Yeah. yeah, hopefully they, they <laughs> don't spring that it time. on me
2: as, when we walk in yeah. the uh, hospital room like last time. You know, we got to wait until the delivery, and I got to call it in the in the hospital room um, during the delivery. Uh, that was pretty cool for mm-hmm. Matthew. So um, it'd be great if I could do that again. Um, yeah. My wife thinks she can only make boys, so she still thinks it's a boy. But uh, I don't know. She's been a little different this. Uh, time around, um, so it might be a girl. I told her last night, I said, you know what? Your feet only stink during pregnancy, but your feet don't stink this time. It's probably a girl. <laughs> that's hilarious. So we'll see what that happens.
1: Sorry, Wallace. Oh, it's been a lot here, Wallace. I tried to have you back early on. I don't know if I can help you on this one. Um, okay, well, we appreciate everybody tuning in with us. Uh, if you've had any experiences in your life where um, you, know, you saw people helping you, working with you to... To become one, a little teamwork, etc. cetera, feel free to to holler at us. And if you do get a chance, we'd appreciate uh, you rating, reviewing, and, review and subscribing to the podcast. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later.
2: Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week.
1: You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast.
2: Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need If you feel like this your
0: best life, won't you sing with me?